0: For almost 20 years now, I've had the opportunity to meet and close deals with some of the greatest agents from all over the globe. And what I found is that most of these top agents, they really share the same qualities, the ability to let go of their own agenda and, and help and serve others to having that relentless ability to keep pushing in the face of adversity through shifting markets. This podcast, World's Greatest Agent, is designed to showcase what the top agents from all over the world are doing to stay in. Inspired to keep pushing, to stay focused, and what ultimately drives them. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. Thanks for coming along the ride. Dude, let's get this party started. I'm here with the man, the myth, my dude, James Harris.
1: <laughs> my dude, Kevin Sturtevant.
0: Thanks for being on the show, brother. Thank you for having Dude. You know how difficult it is to find a top-producing agent that's not a total jerk.
1: What in Los Angeles? <laughs> For <laughs> on real? The, on the planet? <laughs> on the planet? Well, you're an honorable dude. Oh, so when I got the call, thank you, man. Of course, it was a pleasure, man.
0: Really appreciate it, dude. Of course. So let's start from the top. Who who is this dude named James
1: Harris? Like, who, who at, at your core? Who are you? That is a. Damn dude you just put me right that's on it, the man. spot. That's it man. we got we wow. got like 35 minutes dude. We got to go right uh, in. That's, that's intense. No, I'm James Harris is a kid from London mm-hmm. who Definitely had all odds against him. I was expelled from eight schools. Eight? If you can believe that. I, what, how
0: old were you when you got expelled from I the first one? I was
1: every single age you could ever imagine. In <laughs> fact, my mother told me I was asked to leave, which meant that she took me out of the school before the school actually expelled me.
0: Wow. But
1: on a, on a very serious level, and it's not something I often talk about, um, you know, it was really hard growing up as mm. a kid because. I really wasn't academic, I didn't want to be at school, yeah. I had behavioral difficulties, I I was a disaster at school, wow. and it was very tough growing up with kids that were academic yeah. and that were able to achieve success at school and get their grades, and I was always the kid being asked to leave the school, what, and what it was you, hard. What would you tell yourself at that time, like, because you're how old? I'm 34. No, and when you, when, this, when the problem dude, started to happen. this started probably around the age of eight. Okay. Um, but I have a really crazy upbringing. Single yeah. mom, uh, you know, just jumping from school to school. Mm. I even ended up in special needs schools. Wow. And I always knew that I wanted to start work. Mm. And I didn't know how I was going to get from where I was to where I wanted to be. Yeah. Um, but I knew I wanted to get into... Real estate. Wow. And How old did you first know that? 16. 16. Actually, 15. 15. And mm. I had no resume. And there was a real estate magazine in London called the Estates Gazette. Okay. And it was all about real estate. But on the back of the magazine, there was a directory in alphabetical order that listed every single real estate company in London. Wow. And so I had highlighted five or six of the companies that I wanted to go and meet with. And had you been kind of following them? I'd been following them, but I had no hope because I had no resume. So I actually went into a payphone box in London. Okay. I was wearing a suit, blazer and shirt. I didn't even own a pair of pants. (laughs) I was holding an umbrella because it was pouring with rain because it's London. And a friend of my mum's just took a photo of me in the photo booth and basically my plan was to take that photo walk into each of yeah. these offices and ask for the owner of the company and my photo was my resume that's it and i was going to go out you and must sell have been myself pretty
0: com- i will say you got you, you got some good style i tried so have, have you always had good style and was was that your mindset like man look i look great with this umbrella look at look at me they're, they're gonna
1: hire me just because i promise you i didn't look great <laughs> i still have the photo <laughs> i looked shit that's Insane. <laughs> but i why knew- was it what, uh, what did did you think you were going to do with the photo? Honestly, I'll tell you exactly <laughs> what I did do. Okay. My, my plan was to just walk into each office and I'd written a really nice personable letter. And the plan was to give that letter and my photo to the owner of the company. And my letter basically said I was willing to do anything, whether it was putting mail through yeah. the machine or just anything. It right. didn't matter. But the first company... I walked into, I said, can I speak with the owner of the company? And he looked at me and he said, that's me. Yeah. And boom, on the spot, we ended up having an hour meeting and we just hit it off. And I got a job on the spot. And that was my very first job in real estate at the age of 16 in London. And that's where it all began. I was literally putting mail through a machine. Um, I was collecting the mail, taking it where it needed to be. I was setting up people's uh, houses. I was going through all the old data, figuring out who was still looking for property. And I was just creating something out of nothing in the very beginning. And so you said when you were eight, like you just wanted to get to work. I did. What did work represent to you? Anything that I felt I had a passion in. Mm -hmm would allow me to excel in. I was diagnosed with ADHD from a very young age, which if anyone listening has it, they'll know that going through school with ADHD is basically impossible. Um, And I didn't want to take all the medications, Mm. but if you can apply your ADHD to something that you hyper-focus on and enjoy and love, you can actually turn it from a negative into a positive. And so I was always looking for what I loved and I knew I had such a passion for real estate. My mother was an interior designer, so I was always moving from home to home growing up. She'd buy somewhere, renovate it, we'd end up selling it. And I just always had a passion for real estate. And so when I was looking at real estate as a career path, I always felt focused, and yeah. so I knew that's where I wanted to be. Wow,
0: that's awesome, man. Yeah, dude,
1: and that ended up in a in a five-year career wow. in London from 16 to 21. My first two years was in residential. Okay. My last two and a half years was in commercial, and then the journey to Los Angeles began. And let me ask you this, back to when you first got that job, yes. right? You're
0: 16 years old, You're bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, right? Like, what do you think are some of the qualities that you had that caused that guy? Do you remember his name?
1: Uh, Tony Matthews. Tony Matthews. Never (laughs) forget Tony and his son David. What 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 do
0: you think he saw in you that said you got the job?
1: Passion, excitement, drive, and the willingness to do whatever it took to be successful. Mm. And. I truly, one thing he said to me, he said, this business is a simple business, don't make it complicated, he said, but always smile and always remember, you don't know everything. Mm. And you learn something new every single day. And I fast forward to 16 years, 17 years later, and I'm learning something new every Every single day. And that's the beauty of our business. Absolutely. Well, dude, let me ask you this question: Why do you
0: think you you didn't go the other way, though? Why do you think because you were expelled from eight different schools, you have challenges learning, right? You've been diagnosed ADHD. Why do you think you didn't go to the route of like juvenile delinquent, troublemaker, or druggie, or whatever? And and you 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 took that energy and and put it to something positive. Why do you think that is?
1: That's a great question, and. I didn't originally take that path. Okay. I'm going to be very honest. Okay. When I when I started in the real estate career and I found my feet and I was making money, one of the hardest things to do when you're young and you're making money yeah. is keep it. Right. Right. And and so many people, especially my stepdad always used to say to me, "It's it's not what you make. No, it's not what you spend. It's what you earn. Okay. And don't blow everything that yeah. you have. And then... I think for me, I never wanted to be a delinquent. It wasn't a choice. It was just something that ended up sadly happening. Mm. But my career of making stupid mistakes continued for many years after that, even though I was being successful and doing well, I was never super focused until later on in life, but I always had the drive to succeed. I always wanted to be successful. And I never wanted to be a failure. Mm. I always wanted to be, I always looked up to certain people in my life and wanted to aspire to be like them. Wow. So I definitely get the vibe that like you got in, you were hungry, but there was
0: probably a lot of getting in your own way. Some trouble, probably. You and I have talked because you're uh, you're sober. Yep. Yep, me too. Yep. Um, How many years were you in the game before you
1: had to make a shift. Wow. Um, You know, this is a much longer conversation. I'll give you the the short version. Um, But I was a big going out party boy Mm -hmm. for many, 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 many years. Not something I'm proud of, but also not something I regret because I feel like you learn from the mistakes that you make in life. Um, it wasn't until, really, I was 26, okay. and my girlf- girlfriend at the time told me she was pregnant. Wow. Um, and, you know, I'm 26, I'm partying like a rock star, and I'm not ready for children, and right. here comes this girl that I'm with that yeah. tells me she's pregnant, and I'm like, oh my God, what am I going <laughs> right. to do? Um, and it's a much longer story, but the, again, the short version of that becomes that I had a white light moment. Right. And You know, there's certain things that happen to you in your own life where you see certain people that you're supposed to look up to in your life that you don't and you decide you don't want to be like that person. You'd rather be a great person and an honest person. And I took the path of being an honest, great Mm. person and a great father and a great husband. And that's when everything really turned around for me. And my daughter, who's now nine, is hands down the best thing that ever happened to me. And now I have another five-year-old. And I feel like that's really when my life completely changed. And that's really kind of when we set up our real estate business going on seven years now, and my whole world began to change. So awesome, man. It's a crazy ride, man. Because you came to L.A. when you were how old? 21.
0: 21. Correct. And you had been in real estate then at that point for five six years exactly did you you came here and then did you have to you had to get your
1: California license, obviously. Exactly, and that was during the recession. So no one was really selling real estate at that time. And I'd never planned to move to Los Angeles full time. I planned to take a little sabbatical in London and travel for a few months. And I came to Los Angeles and fell wildly in love with the city. And started trading commodities during the downturn. And then when the economy started to pick itself back up, and then David Palms, my business partner and best friend, he moved out here, and that's when... Uh, we really formed and set up So our you business. and David were in real estate in London? David did commercial real estate. Okay. I always did residential and commercial. Yeah. And then when Dave moved out here, um, it just made so much sense. Wow. We both got a passion for real yeah. estate. We love real estate and we had a vision, man. And we, we followed that dream until we set up our business.
0: That's so awesome.
1: So what year did you get into the game out here? Well, now we're in 2019, so seven years ago. Okay. So 2011 yeah around that time that was like hell yeah it wasn't the strongest market but we'd saved up a little bit of money and we built this beautiful website and we had a company called bond street partners and it's amazing because we set up this real estate website you would have thought we were a brokerage that had been in the business for 30 years but once the website was built and designed we suddenly looked at each other and we're like shit we got no properties. <laughs> we don't have a single so listing. Wh- what brokerage were you with? We were with Partners Trust at the okay. time, and it was like, Dave, what are we you gonna do? Had you sold any homes, or you just had yeah, a sick website? We hadn't website. sold a single home. We didn't Act know as a if, single baby. person, but we knew we wanted to target the high-end okay. market. And so we looked at each other. We're like, Dave, what are we going yeah. to do? And I'll never forget, there's an amazing agent who I strongly recommend talking to, Santiago Arana, who had been in the business for 15 years at the time. And Dave and I went to Santiago and we cut a deal with him at the time. We said, look, we need inventory on our website so that when we go and door knock on people's houses, we can at least show them, look, this is kind of who we are. (laughs) And in return, we're gonna give you a third of any business that we do in area three, which is the Sunset Strip, Hollywood Hills West. Let me ask you this question. Yes. this is an important question yes
0: we constantly get caught up in this thing called have do be. Yes. Where the real game, as we know, is be do have. Yep. Right. We think that well, when I have this and I have and I have the car, then I can go and do these things. Looking back, do you think that you really needed that inventory on your website? Looking at the deals, or do you think you still could have done the things that you you needed to do to get those first few deals popped off?
1: I think we could have done it. Yeah. And when you're green and you're new you're willing to take any steps sure. when you're eager to succeed. Yeah. And some of those steps are the right ones and some of them aren't. I don't look at the step that we took as the wrong step right. because it led us to believe and it allowed us to have a little more of an ego when right. we knocked on someone's door that we actually had something to... Some confidence. Yeah, we had confidence, yeah. you know. Knocking on somebody's door and telling them to look at a website that has no real estate <laughs> on it is is pretty uh, yeah. is pretty demeaning. But I will say this, you know, we just, giving up was not even an option. Wow. It never, ever was. Yeah. And people always say, how did you do it? And the truth is, I don't really know. We just were so focused. Right. I remember we would call this our title rep who we still work with today at Chicago Title, yeah. Michael McCune, and he'd print us, pages and pages of names and addresses and <laughs> david and i would sit at the top of one street we'd rock paper scissors for who was gonna <laughs> who was gonna doorknob That's the sick. whole street we didn't give a shit if it yeah. was raining and dude one of us would sit in the car nice and warm right. and listen to hip-hop and the yeah. other one would just knock on doors <laughs> and one would laugh at the yeah, other because out here you
0: know, you know it's kind of difficult to just go from street to street. So one person would exactly. park at the bottom of
1: the hill. Yep. Wow. But we didn't care, man. We door knocked Leonardo DiCaprio, Dr. Dre. Holy crap. No door intimidated us to knock. And I can assure you, 90% of the responses were no. Yeah. But that doesn't matter. You've got to focus on on the ones that say yes. That's
0: incredible, dude. How, how long from when you guys started, you made the website, you're with partners. How long of... of door-knocking did you do before you got your first deal? And how did it happen?
1: I would say it was probably a month. And our first ever door-knock success was in Bel Air. On a street called Perugia Way. And uh, Which we just happened to... Which we happen to be on yeah. right now, and the house is not too far wow, from here. Wow, that's awesome. And uh, we door knocked, and I'll never forget it, this lovely Indian lady. I remember her today. Her name's Goody. She came to the top of the driveway in her sari, and okay. she said, What do you guys want? And we said, We have a buyer for this property. And I remember exactly what we said. We said, Our buyer is not concerned about the house, but yet they're motivated by its location. Do you think your clients would be interested in selling? And she said, no. And we said, please, please, will you take this business card? Yeah. And she took our business card. And two days later, we got a phone call from another agent who said, your timing is great. Mm. The trust attorneys have just appointed us to sell the house. We're gonna put it on the market for six and a half million. But if your client would like a shot at buying it, and our client paid six and a half million, sight unseen. And that house today is a 17,000 square foot Brand new construction priced at around forty million dollars. Holy smokes! And so it's it it, it pays off if you stick with it, you know. It really does. That is so cool.
0: So tell me about how the show came into the mix. How many years? That was two thousand eleven. You got you get a deal, six and a half. Yep. And at what point did the
1: show come into the mix? You know, the show came into the mix after about 13 months. Okay. And I'm telling you, man, we didn't have a single contact. So after that first deal happened, we knew it was possible. Yeah. And that's where the fun began. Wow. Because then it just was a game of we are not giving up. And that's when we carried on. But the show came into play about 13 months into having our business and we had closed about 150 million in that 12 months. But what happened was I was driving home from work one evening and uh, I had received a phone call from this person who told me that they were casting for this show. And I swear to you, Kevin, I thought it was a prank. Yeah. And I called David and Dave's like, I love that show, man. I was like, (laughs) no, no, no. I was like, I think it's a prank. So anyhow, the next day, to cut a very long story short, we're on a Skype interview call. Wow. And I still think it's a prank. And David's flexing his muscles in the camera to the person. And, you know, we're having a laugh. And the next thing you know, it's real. And they've sent out a full crew to film with us for an entire day. And that's when it all began. Wow. And how did that change the game for you? You know, it changed the game in the sense that... It put us on the map right. in a serious way. What didn't change was our drive to succeed. Right. Our door knocking continued, yeah. our sitting open houses continued. I mean, we would sit people's broker open yeah. just to get our face out there because we wanted the broker community to know us. Nothing changed as far as our work ethic mm. or the way that we did business or the way that we interacted with other agents or clients. The only thing that changed is now we had a show to film for 11 months a year, yeah. and we'd have to work even harder in a different yeah. way. That's amazing, man. And like l- looking back right now, you in the
0: last two years, you sold over half a billion in real estate. That's a crazy Come on number, now. dude. What's,
1: uh, what was the highest price sale? The highest sale that we've done to date is $70 million.
0: 70 million
1: yeah. bucks. And I will say to all Woo. of those new agents out there, yeah. you know, it's just a number. Yeah. You know, and never be scared to go for those bigger priced properties right. because whether you're selling a $1 million house yeah. or a $70 million house, it is all the same. Is and there I think, anything different? There isn't, dude, other than the commission. <laughs> but I'm serious. People get scared to ask for those big numbers. Right. But the truth is, nothing changes yeah. except the number. And, and people have a lot of fear instilled in them. And I feel like someone said to me once the opposite... Of fear is faith mm. and that's a hard concept to grasp but if you just have faith and you believe in the process and you take that word fear and throw it right out yeah. whether you're knocking on a million dollar condo or a seventy million dollar house or you're dealing with a client that has three billion in the bank or a client that has three hundred thousand for a down payment it doesn't matter yeah. just go for it and believe
0: My man. That's what I'm talking about. I'm going door knocking right now. (laughs) I know you love door knocking because I see you on Instagram, (laughs) dude. I'll say the same thing Santiago, you said to Santiago. We'll just, you know, 30% your way, dude. Let's do this. Let me
1: tell you, Santiago is an incredible example of success. That guy moved to Los Angeles from Bolivia with no money and couldn't speak the language and lived on a relative sofa to being the top three or four agents. In America that's a success story and that's someone there that has no fear Mm. and if I look at all of the successful people in our industry and I dissect them and I did that at a very early stage I would look at all of the best of the best people in our industry and I'd say what are they doing and how can I do it better or how can I do it differently none of those people have fear
0: Wow that's awesome man well that really leads me to the last question and it's it's really Two questions. Yes. Um, the first one is, is, what's your why,
1: right? Like what really drives you now? My why today is different to my why 15 yeah. years ago. My why today is family. Yeah. You know, it's children. It's my wife. It's being a better person, mm. being of service to other people. Um, but my why is really my family and being sure that, I can be successful, not just in a financial position, because money is important. Right. But I want to be successful as a person yeah. for my children to be for my children to be able to see me and learn off the back of what I'm doing. And believe me, I've got a lot of room to grow. When, and, when, when, you, know, when
0: you say, and I love that, man, because so much of us get caught up in the idea that success is money success it's, is the house success is the car when you think about being successful as a person like what does that look like to you what does success really mean
1: to being you being honest being honorable being ethical being kind caring helpful thoughtful um, and being a stand-up person yeah you know and and for any of those that don't understand what that means, you do, you're just not ready to know, you know right. what I mean? Like that's you awesome, just, man. you know. And the old James didn't care yeah. and didn't think. And the old James, I mean, I lived out here with debt. I didn't even have a fridge freezer in my, one of my wow. apartments. My water machine was in collections. I didn't check my mail for two years. Yeah. I'd lie to friends, I would cheat friends. I would do all the things that you know aren't acceptable, yeah. but you're willing to take a blind eye on. Today, I know, mm. and that's all that matters. As long as you know, you can lead by example. That's incredible, man. Truth. So, final question then. Also with
0: the why, this podcast is called "World's Greatest Agent."
1: Well, so, a you're very
0: humble, dude. But this, without being humble,
1: why do you think you are one of the world's greatest agents? Well, firstly, without I appreciate being humble, that. Uh, no, dude. I'm going to remain humble. I think that the 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 being the best yeah. is is having focus and not giving up and Look, for, for myself and for David, and I'll speak on behalf of both of us, giving up has never been an option. And whilst we are climbing up there, we're not gonna stop until we are number one. And I think we were ranked number nine in America yeah. uh, for teams by the Wall Street Journal. We're coming for the number Let's one. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Man,
0: I'm rooting. I'm uh, number 93. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. You're right there, <laughs> so, man. I'm rooting for you. You're
1: crushing it, Kevin. Awesome,
0: brother. Well, man, thank you so much. Thank you, uh, dude. I couldn't have asked for a, a better agent, human being, Who's father, closer. This was like, you're like the, the, the real estate Tony Robbins from
1: London up in Whoa, here, dude. Woo, Tony. Hope you hear that. <laughs>
0: thank <laughs> thank you, dude. you, man. And likewise to you, Appreciate too, man. It, brother.
1: Likewise to you, too. We're out of here, guys. Peace. Woo!